Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a bunch of emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. What? At secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that you guys sent in that we're going to get to, and a bunch of things I want to chit chat with you guys about. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Great start to the week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling frisky. I went out Friday night. I stayed home Saturday night. Okay. Because sometimes when you're in your 30s, when you go out Friday night, you got to stay home Saturday night. I wasn't even trying. Well, I, I went out with my friends. Um, we went out to dinner and then we went for drinks. And, you know, you know what that turns into. You know, it, it's you, you got to drag me home after I have a couple of drinks. But we ended up at this bar. I met a guy and he had asked me last night um to come meet up with him and his friends. He was like, Oh, just come meet me and my friends, which I kind of, I don't love it, but I like it because you want to know what it's like. Okay. So you don't have a girlfriend and it's also like, okay, so you're obsessed with me, you know, but I was like, no, I'm all set. I I went out last night, so I'm good. And then today I was going to just have a simple, nice day and not do anything because I have to pack. I'm leaving tomorrow for the week. And I got to do some stuff. I got to do some laundry. I got to pack. I got to get my stuff together. I wanted to go through my closet and like I've been getting my shit ready to uh, put in my storage unit, you know, my summer stuff because I don't have any closet space. Um, Then my friend's like, I'm in your neighborhood. Let's go out for lunch. Okay, so, you know, I'm going to have a Bloody Mary. So that's where we are right now. Um. Anywho, you guys, something crazy happened to me this week, and I wasn't even going to say it because it's so vile, but it's also, you want to know what? It's braggadocious. I'm sorry, but it's braggy, but I got to say, and you guys know I don't brag, but listen, I went to the gyno. (laughs) I went to the gyno. I haven't seen her in like a year. My girl. I love her to death. Um. And I was just going to get an annual and like, just kind of like a, I feel like my, since I got back from Italy, I don't know, something's going on with my body. I'm not feeling right. And, um, she was like, it's just because like when you travel and you are in a different time zone, your body, like it takes a while to kind of recalibrate when you get back home. But I was just like, you know what, let me just go get a checkup. I'm due anyway for my regular, you know, yearly exams and whatever. So I'm in there. And I see her, I've seen her for a while, but I see her so rarely, you know, in the office. Like sometimes I'll call or I'll email her if I want to like ask her a question um, because she knows I don't have insurance. So she'll always just be like, please just email me. Like I'll let you know if it's something you need to come in for. Uh, Like if I have a UTI or something, whatever. Anywho. So I haven't seen her in a while. I'm in there, right? And it's time for the exam. I I put my little outfit on, you know, I put on my napkin and I put my legs up in the holsters and we're chit-chatting and she's like, all right, scooch down a little bit, which I hate girl, the scooch, the scooch. You want to know why I hate the scooch? Cause I'm like, (laughs) girl, please. I just hate it so much. (laughs) I can't even think about how much I hate the scooch, the scooch girl to scooch down the table. Think about it right now. Oh God, I hate it so much. But anywho, I scooch and she's like looking at my info, like my chart, looking at me, looking at my chart, looking at me. And she's like, hold on one second. I'll be right back. Okay. First of all, so scary. A doctor excusing herself. 
after you do the scooch is crazy. <laughs> okay. I was like, what's in there, you know? So she leaves for a couple minutes, comes back. And she's like, you were born in 1990. And I go, yeah. And she's like, I can't believe it. <gasps> I go, what? Why? She's like, I would have thought early 20s. What? What? She goes, I thought you were early 20s. I just went to the desk to make sure I had the right information. Girl, when I tell you in that moment, I like, <laughs> I didn't want her to know how happy that made me. This is a woman that sees probably 20 Vijijis a day. She sees a lot of Vijiji Hadids, okay? And again, I'm sorry that I'm bragging and I hate to even say it, but I was, that was like, girl, I peaked. That was the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You being face to face with, with Vijiji Hadid and leaving the room and saying that, <laughs> that's a young lady. Saying that is a young woman. She hasn't even graduated college yet, this girl. Why do I have the wrong info? Why does it say 1990 on her chart? Okay. God. <sighs> that was just such a rush. You know, and I always thought it was good, but it's good to have a professional opinion. It's good to have a second opinion. She goes, I really just can't believe it. Meanwhile, I'm like, girl, it kind of hurt my feelings too. Cause I'm like, I've been going to you for a really long time. And like, you're my special star. And, and I tell everybody how much I love you. But the way that I went out to dinner with my girlies and, and I pretty much like gave her three referrals that night. Cause my friends are like, I gotta, I gotta go out. I, I gotta see her. God, I'm still riding on a high from that one. I swear to God. Anyway, I was drinking my water. Um, what was I gonna, oh yeah, that was, God, that was just, that was just, I swear to, I swear to the Lord, I really was feeling so good. I skipped out of the office. I said, I want to come back tomorrow. <laughs> Stop. I'm crying. Anywho, let's get to some of these emails. Uh, again, you guys send these into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And let's just start from the top. This is a bump up. If you guys uh, have sent them, sent in any emails that I haven't gotten to them, bump them up, resend them to me. Um, because sometimes, you know, you know what I'm going to say. They slip through the cracks. Hello, you guys. Okay, let's just have a word from our friends. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Nutrafol. Before you freak out about thinning hair, let me tell you about this week's sponsor. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement that is clinically shown to improve visible hair thickness and strength. Nutrafol tackles the root cause of thinning so you can get back to your Rapunzel status. Just uh, take their hair health quiz and identify what is causing your strand shedding. From there, you'll be getting a personalized plan for better hair growth through Nutrafol's whole body health approach. I think this is the most amazing. I've been taking Nutrafol tried and true girls. I, I, I need to, I just got a freaking haircut and I already need one. Okay. My hair is like thicker. It's healthier. It grows like a weed. It's also helped my nails grow. Um, I just love it. Okay. I'm such an advocate for Nutrafol and people always ask me like, what hair products do you use? I'm like, I don't have any like tried and true hair products, but 
I always tell them Nutrafol. Uh, whether your hair is thinning due to stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, or metabolism, Nutrafol has you covered. In a clinical study, 86% of women found success with Nutrafol after just six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SECRET. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code secret. That's Nutrafol.com promo code secret. This one says shit crappens and a high from Texas. Hi, Carly and the cutie kitties. Love you so much. I'm fairly new listener to the potty waddy. I, <laughs> the first episode I listened to was the one about your uh, Chalazian. I lost it. I made everyone at work and all my friends listen to that episode. Now all my girlies plus one honorary girly in front sees Noah shout out to Noah, our full-time listeners. Hi to my gals at, Oh, Oh, she spelled it phonetically for me. Cause she knows that I wouldn't be able to say this air Air and my brothers. Okay. I don't know what Erosti is, but you want to know what shout out to you guys. She says, anywho, here's a shit crappens for you. This summer, I joined a studio gym and became a Pilates girl. Every night, I would pack my little tote bag with all my toiletries and work fit for the, for the day. I immediately leave the gym and head to the office. Well, anywho, one day I pack my light wash Levi's and a silk button up for the day. Cute outfit and some little chunky heels. Wow. A little light wash. Are we talking light wash like Levi's 305 are the best ones and everybody knows it? The vintage 305s, I'm hoping. 315s are good too. But anywho, that's a cute outfit. She says, you know, business casual. Well, I got out of class, have a little breakfast with my girl, Claudia, and we head to the showers, do my thing, hop out of the shower and start to get dressed. Picks attached for the fit reference. When I reach for the pants, I notice a tiny quarter size tan stain at the bottom of the jeans below the shin, but closer to the ankle. I thought that's weird. I don't remember staining these when I wore them the other day. Then I noticed my pant leg was stuck together, literally glued shut at the bottom. Now I went to pull the pant legs apart and to my surprise, I smelled something smelly. I put my hand in the pant legs to investigate. I was shocked to find poop in the pant leg. What? Straight up dookie in my pants. Just to clarify, I did not shit my pants and forget. I replayed the moment I packed my jeans in the <laughs> in my bag in my head. I wore the jeans on Monday, took off in the bathroom and left them on the floor. I packed for Wednesday my fit on Tuesday night, but they were wrinkled. So I tossed them in the dryer to release the wrinkles. I melted the shit into my favorite jeans. Girl, you didn't explain how it got there in the goddamn first place. I have all the clues, but none of the answers. I had 15 minutes to get to work with nothing to wear. I walked out wearing biker shorts. I wore to my class and a silk button up. I look goofy. My coworker had to bring me a dress from work tomorrow. She's much taller than me. So her t-shirt dress looked like a potato sack on me. What did I do with the jeans? You ask? I love those jeans. So I refused to trash the hundred dollar light wash, high-waisted pair of jeans. Okay. So we're talking Levi's rib cage. I know the jeans. I know the jeans you're talking about. Those I, I I have the the crop ankle rib cage and those are that's one of my favorite pair of jeans. So I wouldn't throw those away after I shit in them anyway, even though you still haven't told me how you shit your damn pants. My boss gave me a bag to put them in. Um, it was hot as balls in Texas that day and I didn't want my car to smell well to make things worse. I was meeting up with my ex that day after somewhat sort of a breakup picture of us 
kind of drunk attached long story for another day. So I had to leave the jeans at work overnight because I didn't want him to get in my car and smell it. I eventually took them home and thankfully my grandpa washed them by hand while I was on vacation. Grandpa always saves the day. You're probably still questioning where it came from. Yeah, girl. I almost forgot to mention that part. You did forget to mention that part. There are some small kids and small dogs in my house. All of them are potty trained. The kids don't usually have accidents, but the dogs do. My money is on little Theodore Joe, the dog. My son would never. Not sure who did it really, but it really was traumatizing. Picks attached of the dog and my son. Last zero stains on the gene now. Thank God. Still love them. Not sure if it's bad that I kept them. No, girl. It is not bad that you kept them. It's okay. Anyway, thanks for reading this far. Make sure to check your genes. <laughs> so this really wasn't a shit crappens on your end. Somebody, you know, that was a that was a crime scene more than anything. And we still don't know who's guilty. I was like, did you like, because that happens sometimes. We've learned that on this podcast with stories like this. And you want to know what? That happened. I'm not going to say which one of my friends, but it happened to one of my friends where she like didn't realize that she like your body goes into such a shock, I guess, like so you can get home. It goes into like survival mode. And she's like, I was out on a walk and I shit my pants. I didn't know until I got home. I'm like, girl, what? (laughs) Oh, the dog is cute. And And your son is cute. I would forgive both of them, honestly. Hey, shit crappens, right? That is so damn funny. No, because that's probably the most drawing and confusing thing that's ever happened to you before. Uh, This one says squeegee and cats. Carly, why is it so embarrassing to squeegee the water off of a glass shower before you get out? What? If there's one thing I don't want to do but naked, it's do the high stretch and deep squat with a squeegee in my hand. What am I supposed to do if a man comes over to my house to shower with me, God willing? I'm supposed to have to get, I'm going to have to let water build up on my shower because there's no way in heck I could see him squeegee naked. Uh, P.S. A picture of my two cats attached. Great for you and the pod, podcast girlies. Wait a minute. You guys are out here squeegeeing showers every time you shower. Hold on a minute. I haven't had a glass shower door in quite some time, so maybe I'm just not with it. Because I had that. I wonder how many of you had this same fucking shower door because it was just so 80s, 90s. It was like a glass sliding shower door with the metal that was like, by the way, those doors, I remember like the buildup that would get in the the grooves, the sliding door groove. You know what I'm talking about in those like metal, silver, whatever grooves. But the glass itself was like not see-through glass. It was like, uh, like a, not a frosted glass either. It had like bubble, like it looked like bubbles in it. Do you know what I'm saying? It had like a texture to it inside of the actual glass. Do you know what I'm saying? Anywho, I wonder if that's the glass doors you have. And how many of you had those glass doors? Cause I feel like everyone did. I've had shower curtains for a really long time. So I don't, I didn't even realize that you, you girls were really squeegeeing. Wow. You're squeegeeing in the shower every time, huh? God damn. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, doing anything naked is humiliating. I wipe down my shower after I use it. Um, and that's like, also feels extremely vulnerable. I wouldn't do that with a, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that with a guy in the shower. There's no way. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's see. This one says, so dry, I need a sip of Diet Coke. Fuck, Mary kill included. Hi, Carly and the Chocolate Factory and the Oompa Loompas. Oh, thanks so much. You already know the deal. I'm obsessed with you, your gospel, and we're the disciples. Oh, thank you. We've met twice, one time recently in Buffalo. I made you FaceTime my friend. Aw. Uh, shout out to Alexa, Sarah, and Katie. They listen to the pod and will die if you hear they hear you say their names. Hi, girls. I'm writing in to get your opinion on dry texters. I'm currently on the dating apps and I always tend to go on dates with the guys who can hold a conversation or make me laugh. I mean, obviously, but part of me wonders if I should be giving the dry texters more of a chance. I mean, it's so brutal trying to pull a conversation out of someone. It's like, sir, crack a freaking joke. It won't kill you. But what if my guy is out there and I'm looking past him because he's boring as hell over the phone? Do you feel a dry texter is a signal of disinterest or do you think some people genuinely have no game through texting and it isn't an automatic write-off? Part of me also has to take into consideration that it'll be easier to have text combos after we've met and had the opportunity to get to know each other. Plus, while I appreciate the effort, I don't like it when I plan to date with a guy and during the days leading up to it, we have... We fill the time with small talk combo about our days. I would almost rather not talk until the date if there isn't anything to say. Plus, it's like sometimes the ones who are especially charming end up being bad news. So it's like, what's a cutie patootie like me supposed to do? Anyway, that's it. And I love you and the boys. I've attached pictures of my puppy and my cat Oh, who passed away a couple of years ago. No, girl, don't even tell me that. Stop. So cute. Both of them are so damn cute. Your dog looks like a model. Jesus. That's like a perfect looking dog. Hi, cutie. Um, and then she gives some fuck Mary kills, which we're going to do at the end. So this is actually, I feel like this is so common when it comes to dating. Here's the thing. I don't think a dry texter equals disinterested, but I think there's a difference between the two. Um, I think if someone's interested in you, whether they're like a phone person or not, they're going to let you know and they're going to make an effort to at least make a plan with you. I, I completely agree with you where it's like, I feel that if I, I don't want to be someone's pen pal. So if we have a date coming up, I don't need you to text me every day. I don't really want to text you. I don't really want to talk because it's like, then we're going to have nothing to talk about. And we're going to be sit, sitting here eating freaking, you know, French fries and, and, and nachos. And I'm not going to have anything to say. So I think it's a, a mix. If someone's giving me absolutely nothing, like if you're a dry texter, we better have a date on the books. How about that? If you're not really like a phone person, you better at least, we better have a date lined up because I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I think I would prefer this rather than the guy who's just like texting you every single day and not making a plan because that to me, like I just completely go ghost. Like, I just won't even give that any type of energy because it's like, are we going to fucking hang out or not? You know? I think it depends on the scenario because there's some guys that like, they just are so lackadaisical where I'm like, I'm going to need a little bit of energy from you. A little bit of excitement, you know? I think it's all about balance. Let's see. This one says my dream and my nightmare. 
Hi, Carly and the babes. I just thought of my dream life and I want to tell someone about it. So I want to buy a bunch of land and build a cute little house. Then in the summer, I want to plant tons of flowers and people can come pick and make cutie bouquets. And then in the fall, when the flowers die, I'll have a pumpkin patch. And then in the winter, when all the pumpkins die, I will have an adorable Christmas tree farm. How cute is that? I'm super broke and I'll never be able to afford land, but I'm going to school for horticulture. So maybe it's something the girlies want to steal my my idea and hire me. My nightmare happened the other day when I had to take my dog to the vet for some x-rays. He's totally fine. I'm just a nervous mom. And I shit my pants at the vet. What? (laughs) I had a nervous stomach and I thought just, I was just getting a little toot out would help, but it's never that easy. I drove an hour back home in my shit pants. Girl, you shit your pants at the vet. And then I had to rush into the shower and drive an hour back so that I would be there when my dog was waking up from his anesthesia. I attached a pic of him below. Oh my God. Girl, I feel that. And, 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 and I'm sorry, but I feel that the two hour drive, the driving home changing and then driving back could have, I feel we could have done something different. I feel like we could have went to like a target or something that was nearby, you know, maybe a Walmart got, got some baby wipes and got a new, you know, that six pack of fruit of the loom undies and just called it until we got home later. You wasted a ton of gas. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. I don't know why, but the fact that it was at the vet is actually taking me out. (laughs) that is too funny well I'm glad your dog's okay is there anything like worse than being paranoid and taking your animal to the vet and nothing's wrong with them and then which thank god there's nothing wrong with them like I'd of course rather it be that 100% of the time just like oh I was being crazy but then the vet is like cool that's gonna be $580 (laughs) you're like Jesus Christ They like run every test. Oh my God. Maybe I should get pet insurance. I don't know. Anywho. This one says responding to an email. Um, Hi, I just listened to September 25th's potty and I wanted to respond to the girl who feels like a greasy goblin. She just lost her dad, hates her body, etc. Four years ago, I lost my dad and had all of the same thoughts. It turns out I had to go on antidepressant for a year because I didn't want to see my friends, have sex with my girlfriend, go to work, see my family. I hated myself. All of the worst things. My girlfriend, now fiance, was like, I think you're a wee bit depressy. I had to have her tell me to do something about it. I was very hesitant to start medications, but within a few weeks, I started uh, a, a few weeks of starting them. I felt normal again. During that time, I kept up work, went to therapy, Reiki, got a tattoo, and even visited the endocrine doctor because I swore there had to be a chemical imbalance for me to be depressed. Ha ha, jokes on me. It was just that my dad died. Good one, self. Then I got off the medications a year later. Just remember you're not alone. And this could be a good option since it was for me, but it's not one jelly shoe fits all. I a thousand percent support this message. I, I don't think there's absolutely any shame in getting help when you need it. And if you're feeling out of the loop, that's what these medications are for. You don't like that. That's exactly what they're for. So go talk to a professional and see what they recommend. Um, and like she said, I know like, um, 
it takes like a few weeks for everything, maybe like a month, right. For everything to level out. Um, but once your body gets used to them, I'm, I'm sure you would feel better once you find the right one. So I, I agree. And thank you for that. This one says situationship derailed my life. Help. Hi, Carly. I just ended a seven month situationship and I'm feeling heartbroken AF. And I needed to tell you in the secret keepers, all the dumb things about him to help myself heal. I need you to tell me how cute and beautiful and sexy I am and how he looks like a foot uh, photo included. Okay. We'll look at the photo first. Cause I just simply can't wait. Let's see. Girl, please. Girl, please. Hold on. I just, she added several pictures. I just, girl, please. His friend is cute in this one picture. And meanwhile, you're literally a gorgeous angel. Stop the way she's a gorgeous angel. I'm actually going to cry if I look at this picture of him for one more second. Wow. No, no. Couldn't be us, but yet it is. She says, we met on a hookup app because I was in a six-month dry spell and it probably would have been a one-night stand, but the sex was out of this world. So we kept hooking up and hanging out and I eventually caught feelings in a major way. It's been a super fun summer of hanging out, but last week he said he couldn't hang out all week because school was kicking his ass. Um, but then one night, his story was a picture of a girl at a bar wearing his sweatshirt and empty shot glasses all over the table. I thought it was shady and clearly sending a message, but we aren't in an official relationship. So I kind of just brushed it off. Well, the next morning I had a woman's intuition to check his location. You have his location. Oh yeah. Here's the answer. I have his location because we went to a festival recently and we shared our locations with the group. And then one thing about me is I never check locations. I never stalk social media. I never look through anyone's phone or anything like that. Girl, it's okay. I hear you, but I had the urge. Sometimes you just have the urge at seven in the morning, the next morning after he posted that story. And right when I checked it, he was driving to drop this girl off at her house. I know her. So I know what street she lives on. Oh, dear Lord. For some reason, this confirmation that she stayed at his house pissed me right off. I realized we are living two different experiences in the situation ship, and I've been holding out for something real to happen. And he's just fucking around. So here are the icks that I'm reminding myself of to get myself to stop liking him. Number one, he says very nice in the Borat voice after we have sex. Girl, girl. Oh my God. I'd rather a guy look at me and say, you're ugly. I'd rather a guy look at me and say, you're ugly. than him going very nice in the Borat voice. Anyone that uses a Borat voice, please listen to me. I need you to stop. I absolutely need you to stop. Okay. Stop it. Oh shit. Hold on. I got to remind myself that I actually have to tell you guys, uh, I, I actually need your guys help with something. I, I don't know why it just dawned on me. I meant to do it at top of show. Um, but oh my God. Okay. So number two is he eats fast food every day. Jesus. Number three, I was drinking a delicious, a delicious frozen Paloma cocktail. And he said he's never tasted grapefruit. What? Number four, I make not an exaggeration, 10 times more money than he does. And I'm not loaded by any means. Number five, the restaurant he picked for our first date was a corny chain Mexican restaurant, like a macaroni grill. And it was not to be quirky. It was his idea of a nice restaurant for the first date. Ugh. And you want to know what, when you like a guy, like things like this are so endearing. You're just like, oh, he took me to the macaroni grill, which is like, honestly, girl, you know me, I love a chain restaurant. So 
but you think of these things after and you go, oh, wait, no, he was like being, he was being serious, you know? I don't know. Ugh. And then she says, I'm sure there are more, but I can't think of any right now. I'm still angry, but mostly at myself that I let it get this far. Our chemistry was insane and I'm going to miss the sex so much. Gorgeous. Um, but let me know that I will find someone better. The dating pool in my city sucks and I'm suck- I'm sick of the apps. Please roast me for the picture and tell me I can do better. I love you. Girl, you can a thousand percent do better. Girl, the Borat thing alone, I would honestly call the FBI and I would say check his hard drive. Check his hard drive. I would honestly want a SWAT team at the door within 10 minutes. What's up with this guy that he's referencing Borat right after you guys hook up? Please, please. God. You know, they really do get away with a lot. They really do. But I would call the FBI. I would be like, there's some suspicious activity going on. And they're like, what, what happened over there? He, he did the Borat thing. After I blessed him and hooked up with him. Ugh. Jeez Louise. Ugh. Um, you're going to be fine. You're going to look back and go, oh, my God, I was so silly that I was I was so into this guy. He literally brought nothing to the table. Um, it, listen, it, it, I know I say this all the time, but like, if someone can take a guy and I, you know, it's like people are on our property. And like, even if like you guys never had the conversation of, are we official? Are we not official? Uh, are we hooking up with other people? Whatever. Like if someone else can quote unquote, take someone from you, then that's not your person. It's just as simple as that. You know, it's, it's, let somebody else deal with that. Let him take somebody else to the, you know, the Mexican equivalent to the macaroni grill, which I'm wondering what it is. Um, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. If ever you're with somebody that makes you feel icky or paranoid or sick or confused, it's not your person. So if you're in a situation where you're waiting for someone to like come around and realize how amazing you are and realize that you would be a great partner and all of this, if you're waiting, it's just not worth it. You got to, they got to come at you with a hundred percent energy. Okay. Otherwise they're out. Bye. Um, isn't it crazy though that um, situationships are sometimes more painful to go through than like an actual relationship breakup? Because I'm telling you, if I'm out of a relationship, I start doing cartwheels down the street. You know, you'll see me on the news. But a situationship, I'm like, God, that one hurt. Oh, wait, before I forget. Okay. I wanted to ask you guys for help with something. Um, I had posted about this on my story a few weeks ago, my best friend, um, you guys know her. I talk about her all the time. She has two dogs and a cat. She's had one of the dogs for 10, you know, he's probably 14, but she's had him for like nine years. She's had the cat even longer. And two years ago, she adopted a puppy. 
um, who is really so cute and so sweet. And I love him so much. And of course, so does she, but he can't acclimate to city life. Um, He's been to all the best training schools and programs and very reputable places and very reputable trainers, you know, a handful of different people. Um, But he's very reactive when he's on a leash on walks. He can't, you know, like if you're walking him, he can't see another dog or he's going to go crazy. Um, And he's also very reactive with um, the animals in her house that are like, you know, her old old doggy and her, um, her cat. So she, there had been an instance where she was like, I can't, you know, it's, it's dangerous for the cat now because the dog and the cat had gotten into a fight, um, a handful of times. So she was like, I can't do this. You know, it's, it's best for him to not have these triggers. And it's, of course, she's like so devastated and so heartbroken. Um, but it's better for the dog. Uh, it's better for the cat. And it's just, you know, she's unfortunately the one that has to suffer with this, but if you are, it doesn't matter where you live, like in the country, if you're interested in taking this dog, and I know because of all the things I just said, like he sounds like a handful. If you have no other pets, if you have a fenced in yard and you have no kids, he's the perfect dog. Like he really, really is. I kind of have been thinking about like my parents' dog is a terrier as well. This is like a little, a a Yorkie. Um, My parents' dog have a terrier, is a terrier as well. And he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be able to be in the city because if he sees another dog, he starts to go crazy. If a dog walks past her house, he starts barking like, like cuckoo. So it's very similar. I think it's like a, you know, it's common. Um, But if you're interested, uh, you can DM me or email me on, you know, secretkeepersclub at gmail.com or something. Uh, It doesn't matter where you live. And so, so the prerequisites, okay. No other animals in the house, fenced in yard and no kids. I know I had mentioned that when I posted about it on my (laughs) Instagram story. And then like 100 people were like, I will take him. I have three kids. Is that okay? And I'm like, no kids. Okay. Or like, and I, and I love you guys so much and I appreciate you so much for trying to help, but it's just like, you're going to end up going like, oh, I wish, you know, anyway, that's that. If you're interested, let me know. He really, really is such a sweet, good dog. And we want to make sure there was a bunch of people that were interested and we want to make sure he goes to like the perfect home. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, This next email says geography, LOL. Hi, Carly and the Sir Kittens, longtime listener, first time writing in. Uh, Okay, for starters, I'm pretty behind on the podcast, so I'm currently on the March 2023. A couple of listeners wrote in about not knowing where states and countries were. It reminded me of the time I tried to block out because of trauma. A few years ago at work, my coworker was telling me about his daughter that had moved to Oregon. Tell me why I asked what state Oregon was in. A couple of my other coworkers started laughing and I was so embarrassed and defensively said, well, whatever. I was never that good at geometry. Oh God, not geometry. I would have your back. I would never, ever laugh at you. If I was your coworker, I would say, what? I, I would literally go like this. Not even what state is Oregon. What country is Oregon in? That's what I would say. I would double down 
just for my girl, because I've done this too many times. And like, if a real one will have my fucking back. <laughs> okay. So she says, please, I wanted to crawl into a hole. Like, why did I say that? I didn't go to school in New Jersey, but I'm near Cleveland, Ohio. And I just want to join in on suing them as well because they really did me dirty. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. And then she's, there's a fuck, Mary kill girl. I don't even care. I've, I'm, I just don't care anymore. If, if I don't know something, I go, I have no idea. You know, or I'm like that. What I just said, I, I have no idea. I just made that up. Sometimes I say shit. I'm like, I don't even know if that's true. I tell people I don't fucking care anymore. I'm. Wh- wh- what do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm a. I'm a geographer. You, you think I know a lot about geography? Please. OK. I'm trying to get through the damn day. I don't know what state is where. Let me see. This one says friendship breakups and a fuck, Mary kill. Hi, Carly, Robbie and Stanny. I have written in before about relationships, but this is about friendships. Growing up, I had mainly the same group of friends, which was about four or five girls. During high school and college, we lived together and we were inseparable. After we graduated, we all started going our separate ways and because life takes us with marriage, babies, relationships, moving, etc but still tried our best to keep in touch. As years have gone by, I've tried to reach out, but I feel like it is not being reciprocated by a few of the girls anymore. I completely understand not being able to talk as much, but at least the five, six times we've talked, the last five, six times we've talked, it's been me reaching out and the answers were very short. I have other friends I haven't spoken to in a while, but when we do talk, it's like old times and genuinely feels like life has gotten in the way and no hard feelings. But with some of my old best friends, it's almost like, there is an intentional distance. <clears throat> Sorry, one second. I need a sip of my water. I don't expect to be coddled or talk constantly, but it starts to feel personal after a while. I guess my question is, how do you cope with the end of friendships? I know I I only want a circle of people who genu- genuinely want to be a part of my life and put effort in towards our friendship, but it is something that's hard to let go. How do you let it go knowing that you did all you could, but it still lingers in your mind. I hope this made sense. Love you and want to be your BFF and have our kitties have play dates. Kiss you right on lips. Oh, I would love for my cats to have play dates. I don't know if you guys saw, I have been, um, trying to take, I'm trying to get Stanley used to going outside. Um, because you want to know what he's very like, he's way more hyper than Robert. Robert is Garfield essentially. And, but Stanley, I feel like he needs some type of stimulation or like enrichment. So I try everything and like, I got him a leash and I, he doesn't like walk on the leash. Like cats can't do that the way dogs can, but I just take him outside. The leash is just like, so he doesn't like run away from me. Um, and we just sit outside and he like looks at the dogs and he looks at the people walking by. And he like, at first was really scared of it. Um, but I don't know, just get him some fresh air because he's a cuckoo, you know, um, but I would love I would love for for him to have a play date. And I actually um, spoke to a couple of times the girl that adopted Stanley's sister, her his like litter sister. And I would love for them to hang out 
And the girl who um, has his sister like takes her to the beach and like the park and stuff like that. I'm like, that is so cute. But anyway, I'm sorry. Um, the, the friend, the friendship breakups. Okay. So this is a really difficult thing and it, and it hurts so much when you feel yourself drifting from friends. Um, whether it's, I I don't know, like, I don't know the background of your guys' friendship or like, maybe if you're trying to figure out what happened, like I I'm just such an advocate for just like calling and asking like, Hey, what's going on? Did I do something? If I did, just please let me know. I'm sorry you know? Um, but if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine too. People drift apart and it's such a sad part of life, but it's also, you know, you're, you're living on two different like timelines right now and that's okay too. And, and now you have more, um, space in your life for people who you feel like you have a similar connection with, you know, we grow and we change as we get older and depending on where life takes us, I think this is so common, like, you know, people who don't have children feel that their friends that do have children don't treat them the same way and vice versa. Like when women have children, they think like, oh, my single friends don't want to hang out with me anymore. It's just such like a common experience. So I think that it's totally normal. It's okay. These things happen. It does suck. But I think that you can find people that you have more in common with at this point in your life which is really nice. I mean, like having, like, I'm so grateful for my friends. Um, and having like, you know, close girlfriends, it really is nice. And it's so exciting to make a new friend. I'm like, I have a new friend. I met a freaking friend, you know? So it's exciting and it's okay. Um, it does suck. It, it kind of feels like a breakup. It kind of feels like a breakup. I recently, um, bumped into somebody that I was close with years and years ago. I mean, this is like when I was like a teenager and it was weird. It was weird. You know, it kind of felt like, you know, she had gotten married really young and like had kids and all this stuff. And, and like now, um, she's divorced and I've always kind of like tried to keep in touch with her, but she, you know, she had shit going on, of course. And I, I totally get it, but I bumped into her and I was just like, oh, it felt like we knew each other, but we really don't anymore. You know, it's, it's weird. It's really, really weird. Um, this one says magician mating. Oh God. I swear. Whenever I mention the damn magician story, you guys really, Okay. This one says, hi, Carly and the princess. Last time I wrote to you, I was talking about a dumb idiot boy who I'm so much happier without. So this feels like a good time to write you on a lighthearted topic. I was listening to the episode where you mentioned magicians and it sparked a memory. I'm in the military. And while I was deployed, I met this guy at one of the hangout spots and he started talking and just casually mentions I'm a magician. What? But it didn't stop there. He went on to tell me that he makes women and men have the big O through magic without touching. He said, I do phone call sessions. Oh God, the way this guy was just like a creeper. I do phone call sessions. So it's only my voice and it makes you feel the most comfortable. He said, uh, he said, needless to say, I was like, this can't be real. Bye. But I think about that man often. And I'm like, I should have tried it. 
like and said, what's the worst thing that could have happened? But then the other part of me knows I would have been hysterical laughing and uncomfortable not make taking this guy seriously. Would you have tried it? That was just so funny to me. By the way, I just attached a picture of my naked cat and my dog. Oh, you have a Sphinx? I know that he's ugly, but he's so sweet. Oh, no, girl. I love Sphinx cats. I wish I could have one. Oh, he's so cute. He looks like a chicken. Oh, not like a, you know, not like a cockadoodle doo chicken, like a chicken that you see in the supermarket. <laughs> he's cute. Um, this is really interesting. See, I wouldn't have done it because I know that, of course, number one, that's not real. And number two, like this guy's just a pervert. Um, I remember once I was at, I was doing stand up in New Orleans and there was this like guy, I was with one of my friends and we went out and we were like a little drunk and walking home. And there was this guy on the street who had like tarot cards. So we're like, oh, let's get psychic readings, whatever. <laughs> he had one tooth in his whole head. Stanley. He had one tooth in his whole damn head. Okay. He had a long ponytail. He was wearing like a tank top. You know, this guy was a mess. And I'm like, of course, he, I want to get a psychic reading from him. Like he's a freak, you know? And he's like, listen, like I, you need a cleansing. (laughs) You need a spiritual cleansing. Like he gave me some bullshit psychic reading, you know, like the bullshit kind. And he told me I need to cleanse my um, spirit and my energy. And I was like, oh yeah, how would I do that? He's like, well, I would have to do it for you. I said, oh yeah. I said, how, uh, how would you do that? He's like, oh, I could come to your place or you come to mine. (laughs) And you have to get completely naked, which I don't care about. And I will release all of the, you know, he pretty much was saying I was possessed by demons. He was like, I'll release all the demons from you. Okay. Imagine a man with one tooth looking you in the face and saying that and thinking that you were going to go, you know what? Yeah. Come over. I'll get ass naked and you can (laughs) girl, please. These guys are freaks. Okay. Me and my friend were losing it because she went after me. He tried the same thing. (laughs) He said, you got some demons. I got to get rid of them. (laughs) Oh, it's too good. That's so funny. Um, And then, okay, so let's do these fuck, Mary kills. Well done. We got a few. Let's pick. This one is Greece, Italy, France. Ooh, that's difficult. You want to know what? France is, uh, we're not going to France right now because of the bed bugs. So unfortunately, even though I love France and I, and I wish I was French. Okay. And I'm trying to embody a French person 24 hours a day. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go. You know what I'm gonna have to say? We got to kill France in the scenario just to bomb all the, we got to do a, a bug bomb over there on the streets of France. And then I've never been to Greece. So I guess I would fuck Greece and then marry Italy because I feel that, you know, I don't want to just marry Greece. I don't know if I, I, I never even been there. Um, the other one is embarrassing things to have happen to you around a man. That's the theme of this fuck, marry, kill. Number one, having a booger. Number two, having to poop. Number three, throwing up. Ugh. I like address a booger immediately. I just say like, if I have a booger, you got to pick it to a guy. I'm like, 
if you don't want to pick it, you just got to tell me and I'll pick it. But like, I wouldn't mind if you put your finger in my nose and just scoop that out for me. You know, that's giving it's giving husband. It's giving prince, you know. So I don't even find that really embarrassing because like men always have fucking boogers. I feel like they are not blowing their noses. I blow my nose a few times a day. I blow my nose every time I get out of the shower. I blow my nose after I wash my face. I blow my nose right at first thing in the morning. Men aren't doing that. I just know it. So they have more boogers than us per capita. Okay. Throwing up or having to poop. I'm killing having to poop. Because uh, please. So I'm going to marry the booger. I'm going to fuck, uh, I guess, throwing up, which kind of sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I only had a, I only had one other choice. But anywho, you guys, you know, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope everybody has a great week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.